हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 21 रीजनल इंबैलेंसेस एंड आवर टॉपिक इज पॉलिटिकल इकोनॉमी ऑफ रीजनलिज्म इंडिया इन ट्रांजिशन अमंग द पॉलिटिकल फैक्टर रिस्पांसिबल फॉर द अपसर्ज इन द ग्रोथ ऑफ रीजनलिज्म इन द रीसेंट डेकेड्स हैज बीन the factor of the decline of the indian national congress as the dominant party with its proven electoral ability to create a social coalition of different communities and regions the study organizational and ideological decline of the congress as well as its increased dependence on the politics of populism and radical rhetoric devoid of the programmatic efforts in the 60s and the 70s saw the loss of its capacity in accommodating all sorts of interest the over centralization of the political power at the center and attempt to undermine the regional non congress parties of significance led to the strengthening of the forces of regionalism in the states like jammu and kashmir and punjab moreover the green revolution in the late 60s saw the emergence of the regional ruler elite led regional parties whose influence on the state level politics became much visible after the 1977 elections the coalition have since become the endemic feature of the indian electoral politics both at the federal as well as at the state level leading to the federalization of indian party politics this can be attributed to the gradual decline of congress as the natural party of the governance and inability of any other national party to occupy the vacant space the bifurcation of the assembly and the parliamentary elections since early 70s has also enabled the regional elite to emerge politically powerful for the first four decades of indian independence the state governments relied overwhelmingly upon the center to set the overall strategy for development and to determine the flow of resources by sector and by location the center justifies the concentration of political and economic power on the ground that it would be promote equity among regions and ensure that the least developed regions would not be left behind Moreover it was also argued that the central allocation of resources would maintain a balance of power among the regions besides providing legitimacy to the federal government However from a situation in which year to year increases in the central financial grants exceeded inflation the state in the aftermath of the introduction of new economic policy have had to cope with the central funding level 
that have not even kept pace with the rate of inflation. Since most of the allocation of funds are tied to specific programs over which the receiving state had have virtually no control and which in any case have led to the rise of demands that far outstripe the funds made available. The notion of grants has become more illusory than real. Most importantly for our own purpose, such richer states are more equipped than the power poorer ones to regain a part of lost revenue by adapting to other aspects of the federal government's liberalization policies. This divides the regional political elite from the different states. The resultant competitiveness and the GLSs between the political elite of different states partly explain those cases where political resistance to the economic reform measures has been attenuated or overcome completely by the center. While affecting a series of incremental fiscal reforms, the emphasis since 1991 has been on increasing foreign direct investment FDI as well as portfolio equity investment PEI. By resorting to the neoliberal policies of privatization, deregulation and decontrol. In the process, as the different states via against each other for FDI and PEI, the original model of cooperative federalism based on the idea of the intergovernmental cooperation has increasingly given away to interjurisdictional competition. While the states or more correctly some sub-regions within these states with developed infrastructures and better governance have become magnets for all forms of investment, the underdeveloped region have lost out as not only they do not attract any investment but also suffer due to dwelling central grants. In this changed fiscal environment, the existing intergovernmental institutions like Planning Commission, National Development Council have not been able to adapt to the emerging interjurisdictional competition among the states. What is needed is to constitute interjurisdictional institution to attract foreign investment into a number of reasons including the poorer ones by promoting certain sectors like telecommunications, oil production and consumer non-durable. Moreover, states should be given more financial power to collect the corporate land uses and sales tax to enable them to grow on their own to achieve the optimal level of centralization and decentralization. Now let us sum up the unit. 
In the aftermath of independence, regionalism which is a form of sub-nationalism initially manifested itself in the movements for the reorganization of the states on the linguistic basis. Later it manifested itself in the form of anti-Hindi movement. Besides, as an even development occurred in the country, that was hardly surprising given the distorted nature of the capitalist development. Breaks began to appear within the coalition of the dominant proprietary classes. The clash between the national and regional proprietary classes in the aftermath of the Green Revolution began to take concrete shape in the form of the later demanding for the more economic and political autonomy. The assertion of cultural, political and economic aspirations of the different nationalities emerged as a reaction to the over-centralization of the polity. The assertion of cultural, political, economic aspirations of the different nationalities received an impetus at the political level with the growing regionalization and ruralization of the ever-widening Indian democracy. The new economic reforms have seen the federal government withdrawing from its role of regulation of the political economy of development. Under the structural adjustment program at the behest of the WTO regime, the center has been unable to give liberal grants to the different regions, especially the poorer ones. Thus, the regions have been competing against each other for domestic and foreign direct investment. The regions with the developed infrastructure have been able to attract far greater investment than the regions with the poor infrastructure. This has further widened the gap between the rich and the poor regions, raising the prospects of the regional tensions. To conclude, regionalism is not successionist, but may become so if it is not handled properly. Thus, regional imbalance has to be addressed properly and cannot be left to the market forces that are exclusionary in nature and therefore detrimental to the interest of the peripheral regions. On a positive note, the existence of so many different forms of identities in India has been a positive factor in the sense that it has prevented regional conflicts from being concentrated along one particular fault line, as has been the case with the federal democracies of Canada and Australia. Now let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the unit. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.